0: People, welcome to Have Guitar Will Travel presented by Vinny's Guitar Magazine with your host, me, James Patrick Regan, otherwise known as Jimmy from the Deadlies and today I'm speaking with Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter-guitarist Ruthie Foster. In our conversation, we cover her new album, Healing Time, and the amount of guitar she played on the album. We also talk about the players on the album and what it was like recording in New Orleans. We talk about how she connected with her producer, Mark Howard. We talk about growing up in Central Texas singing gospel in the church. She tells us about her connection to Lightning and Hopkins, and we talk about playing fingerstyle like Elizabeth Cotton. Mississippi John Hurt, and Sister Rosetta Thorpe. We talk about the gospel style of playing guitar, and Ruthie tells us about touring churches as a young teenager throughout Texas. We talk about her time in the Navy and joining the Navy band, which is quite a feat. We discuss her early guitars, acoustic and electric. We talk about living in Charleston, getting a record deal with Atlantic, and moving to New York City and the lifestyle she lived there as a writer in a production deal. We talk about her relationship with Bonnie Raitt and Robin Ford, and we talk about what brought her back to Texas, and specifically Austin, and her work in TV and her return to fame. We talk about how Austin nurtures its artists. We talk about her four Grammy nominations and what they mean to her career. And we talk about her current year. You can find out more about Ruthie at her website, ruthiefoster.com. That's R-U-T-H-I-E-F-O-S-T-E-R dot com. And she also has a prolific presence on YouTube. Please like comment and most of all share this podcast i'd really appreciate it and please support vintage guitar magazine and all the wonderful things they do for his guitar players because they do so many wonderful things for us guitar players here's ruthie hi ruthie hey how are you nice to meet you you too <laughs> where are you at
1: i am in my bedroom because in in austin
0: uh-huh
1: and uh because my Neighbors decided to do some yard work, so I had to get to the other side of Ah. (laughs) that.
0: I completely understand. Are you doing press all day today? Or um...
1: Uh, I did one interview earlier, and then I decided to fold my clothes, and then that's when I, you know, last minute. Oh my gosh! Let me let me get this set up. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: this is the last one though.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) I I can only imagine it's probably pretty draining getting the same questions over and over and over again.
1: Oh, no, this is good. It's actually given me a chance to get my story straight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is your your eighth album that's coming out now?
1: I think so. Eight or nine.
0: Okay. (laughs) And the title of the album?
1: It is called Healing Time.
0: Healing Time. And yep. it, it definitely shows your gospel roots.
1: Yeah, it's got gospel in it. Mostly soul. Soul yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of, uh, you know, some... My, I usually do a little bit of folk, but it's got a little bit of everything in there.
0: It certainly does. It. <laughs> and it's it's gorgeous. It's a wonderful album. Oh, thank you. Yeah. How come, um, how come you only play guitar on one track?
1: You know... Um being a co-writer, I didn't necessarily write, I didn't necessarily play.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, especially with Gary Nicholson and you know, I had great players. Certainly. So I'm actually I'm actually learning these songs.
0: Oh, are you really?
1: <laughs> that was also what I was doing today's getting the chords <laughs> right so that when it's time to play it. Yeah. I can.
0: Well, I've seen you play c- quite a bit on the, on YouTube. And yeah. and you're a great guitar player. You're a fantastic guitar player. Thank you. You're welcome. Anders Osborne, how did you get him to, to be on your record? Did they, your producer reach out or did you know him ahead of time?
1: Yeah, I had met Anders, um, I think it was at the, what is that, uh, there's this, a festival in Colorado. Tell You
0: Right. Tell you right. Yeah, yeah, Tell You tell Right. You. Yeah.
1: yeah, I saw him there. We met years ago. But, uh, it was actually my producer, Mark, that reached out to him. I had totally forgotten that he was in the New Orleans area, uh, which is where we were recording mm-hmm. these particular songs. Okay. So yeah, he reached out to him.
0: <laughs> the other members of the, of the, are they, are they members of your band on a regular basis? Yeah.
1: Well, for a couple of, a few of the songs, yeah, that was my band, but, um, you know in order to get some fresh perspective on the songs it's it's kind of what you do with studios uh you bring in you know studio players yeah um uh, mike Shevis from uh out of la he drew, he uh, flew over okay and he's playing guitar gosh um daryl johnson there in new orleans bass player he was uh mark's worked with him a lot okay i think that emily harris album he's all over that one yeah uh Gosh, there was, there's so many different
0: ones. I know. <laughs> so, it's quite a cast of characters.
1: <laughs> especially in New Orleans. You know, in New Orleans, everybody can play everything. So there were days i walk in, and I, I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. But by the end, end of the session, we're all having a good time and eating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <You
0: know>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. So, Do you have a history in New Orleans?
1: I just love going there, and I've recorded there before. I okay. did one of my albums. Yeah. Um uh, gosh. Yeah, I've recorded there quite a bit with other people and my own material. Okay. And it's just one of my favorite spots and it's close. You can drive over from where we are here in Austin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> how how long is it from Austin to, to New Orleans?
1: Uh it depends on how fast you're driving.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and how much traffic, yes.
1: <laughs> and how much traffic. Yeah, it's about six hours, but that's you know, in Texas, that's nothing.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> how did you get hooked up with your producer?
1: Mark was brought to me by my management.
0: Okay, and
1: you know, at the time, we were just looking for somebody who uh, who could, you know, really just give me a fresh perspective on the uh, on my material uh-huh. that I have. Out. So his name came up. And uh, yeah, we got a chance to meet each other here in Austin, okay during the pandemic. oh wow, so, lots of masks, everybody had masks on except when it's time to sing yeah, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> real sweetheart. I think he's in New Orleans right now, recording with somebody else
0: okay, <laughs> wow uh so th- most people might not be completely familiar with you, so can we go back through some of your history? yeah, sure, okay the- and you grew up in Texas. I did. What part of Texas?
1: I grew up in Central Texas, uh, Houston, Austin, Dallas area. There's a small, small central part there okay. called the uh, Brazos Valley. So, yeah, that's pretty much where I, I spent most of my time. What a... school in Waco, though?
0: Okay, and, and is uh, is the valley actually a valley? Are there mountains and everything?
1: It is a valley. Yeah, come uh, allergy time, that's when we all find out. It's definitely <laughs> an allergy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and did you grow up in the church, play, singing church I did. music? Okay.
1: Yeah, grew, grew up singing in church. I had a gospel family. Everybody sang. Okay. Uh, an uncle that played piano and, and I learned piano from my uncle. So yeah, gospel is where I, I cut my teeth. That's and, my roots.
0: And how many brothers and sisters do you have?
1: Oh gosh. Um well, <laughs> I grew up with one brother, but I have four brothers. Okay. And one sister. Yeah.
0: Okay. And did they all sing as well?
1: You know, I'm I would make my the Michael, my brother I grew up with, I would make him sing with me, even though he didn't really want to. So <laughs> I know he can
0: sing.
1: Uh the others I don't think they're much into into singing, no.
0: Okay. <laughs> and your parents were they musical?
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, my mother sang um, all the time. I grew up listening to her sing with her sisters. Um, in fact, they would do the Sister Rosetta Tharp songs uh, together. Those are my early memories of hearing her with her sisters sing. Okay, uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp songs. Yeah, my dad he still sings a little bit.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and your mom passed away, unfortunately, but is your dad still around?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go see my dad tomorrow. Tomorrow's his birthday. 87.
0: Oh, wow, very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, singing in the church, where you were, you were exposed, of course, to gospel songs. But were you listening to contemporary music as well?
1: Oh yeah, you betcha. I did. I listened to a lot of contemporary music, and uh, you know, in the '70s, that, that's you know, you had radio. Or oh, yeah. Uh, KSM's Top Forty. You know, okay. I listened a lot of that. But growing up you know, as far as the music I was exposed to as a player, guitar player in particular was Lightning Hopkins. Oh yeah. Yeah, because uh the Hopkins family lived in Houston, you know, they were all still playing. Milton Hopkins was still playing. Wow. So I knew these people.
0: Oh, that's great. I was
1: still very much in uh yeah, I was very much in the loop when it came to blues music and
0: uh-huh. <laughs> when when you were singing, were you accompanying yourself on guitar at the time?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I taught myself how to play guitar. Okay, and I taught myself uh, uh, to tune to an open G. I just used my ears. Sure. And I found out after I went to uh, music school uh, that I can play the banjo because <laughs> I can <play> the
0: G. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get you a lot of friends playing the banjo? no did you always play fingerstyle
1: yeah i guess i have someone's brought that up to me that i you know i played the fingerstyle i grew up listening to and playing a lot of country music Mm -hmm. uh that was just easier for me to to grasp and that and blues so i have that you know the whole travis pick Sure. Picking style, yeah, that's something that you picked up along the way uh listen to a lot of folks uh, Elizabeth cotton yeah. Liz cotton you know, this this beautiful picking style, oh of course be uh, John Hurd, same thing, picking style, yeah,
0: yeah, and sister Ros- rosetta, rosetta Thorpe, she also finger style right,
1: yeah, she did,
0: yeah, yeah uh, I, that video that's um the video of her at the train station in I think in London. Yeah. Where that that's the that is the first the thing. That's true. Yes, exactly. The coat and the white SG <laughs> custom. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. That, I would I noticed that right out of the gate that she's playing fingerstyle. It was great, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Brilliant. Um And so, uh, apart from the Hopkins family, was there other other um, guitar influences that you had?
1: Well, there was a, a pastor that lived next door to us. He was a pastor of a, uh, a holiness church mm-hmm. and he would come in from work and he would play guitar in his kitchen and his, the kitchen door faced my mother's window and I would sit in the window and listen to him play. Oh wow. And finally got the nerve up to go over and, and ask if, if, cause I had a small guitar that my dad bought me. Okay. And I wasn't really playing, but just trying to pick. But, uh, I would go over to his house and sit in the kitchen with him and he would teach me a lot of the gospel, uh, that gospel strumming, you know, this gospel guitar players are more rhythmic than they are sure. anything. And so that's the, the style he taught me. Uh-huh. And that's, that's a style that I still do to this day. It's just, you know, you, you have to pretty much be the the piano player within you know in the guitar yeah and someone yeah my bass player pointed it out that i play like a piano player oh wow. of the, my gospel style okay yeah
0: and you the, you definitely have a lot of swing in your in your um playing
1: yeah because I, I i grew up playing by myself so much so it was it was about trying to be as, trying to play as big as possible sure
0: yeah and use a lot of open strings and yeah, yeah, I, I dig it. <laughs> um, and so, when you in in school, were you playing in bands in school outside of the church?
1: Um, you know, I not really. I just played pretty much in church. And when I didn't play in church, I was a solo player. Okay, I got. Um, I was a traveling uh, solo guitar player. To uh, different churches. Okay, I, I, I tell people that my mother was my first manager. I would come <laughs> home, on I'd come home Thursday or Friday, and she let me know what churches I would I was uh, scheduled to play. Wow! And I would do two to three churches in a day, just going to go play. Uh huh. Yeah. So
0: that's <laughs> how I
1: started out. That was about uh, the 14 when I was doing that.
0: Was it scary?
1: Very. Yeah. It was, you know, it, 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 it got to where, um, I was just glad to play. And sure. then I got a chance to play in front of people. And these were all gospel songs, uh-huh. uh, Dorothy Norwood, uh, Dorothy Norwood, uh, Andre Crouch songs, uh, even songs that i had written myself, church songs, uh-huh. gospel songs. And, um uh, I just loved being able to play in front of people. Sure. And, uh, yeah. That didn't bother me at all. And plus, you know, they pick up a collection and I come home with a little bit of change.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. You ended up being in the Navy. Did they recruit you? Like, did they recruit, recruit you as a musician?
1: No, I went. Okay. I volunteered myself. Yeah. I had always really wanted to be in, the in the military. Okay. I wanted to travel uh-huh. and especially growing up in small town. Yeah. Uh, you there's a lot of, I'd say us, a lot of small town people, uh, you know, just use the military to get out of, just to get out of the house. Sure, that's, sure. what I
0: <laughs> that's a rough way to get out of the house. <laughs>
1: yeah, but, you know, I went during peacetime. This uh-huh. was before. Yeah. Peacetime was very different. We're not in that mode anymore. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. Um,
1: <laughs> in fact, I got called back in for Desert Storm. Oh, did Desert you really? Reaction.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, but you but you ended up in the navy band
1: um i did yeah i did i did uh about a year working at a helicopter squadron as uh, electronics mate, and then that was a little too much like work yes it so, is <laughs> so i have to uh i had to you know i wanted a break from music too because being a, a child player yeah you know i So much through my teens, I just wanted to be able to see if I can even hold a conversation and not have it be about music.
0: Uh
1: And uh, so I worked around helicopters, fixing helicopters for a while, and then I switched back to music after I realized, okay, music (laughs) is definitely where I'm supposed to be. They sent me back to school. They said, "There's a school of music you have to go to for six months." In Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. So I was scheduled to go up there, my first artist, as a musician. Uh-huh. And then they send you wherever they need you. And this was Charleston, South Carolina.
0: Okay. But usually the competition to get in any of those bands is pretty stiff, so you must have shined pretty bright.
1: Um, well, oh, boy. You know that. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, had no, I, I had no idea that it would work, but I think it was because I was still fresh from college. Uh-huh. I had just graduated from uh, a commercial music program, okay. So I was pretty fresh. Uh, so yeah, I c- I couldn't believe it, but I did get in. Uh-huh. It is a very much an elite group of uh, people that that get accepted into this this particular program. It's yeah. very hard
0: to. Keep. Yeah, yep. I am aware the the. And you said you went to where did you go to college?
1: I went to uh, a community college in Waco, McLennan Community College. They okay. have a commercial music program there, a lot like the school uh in Berkeley. Uh huh. And they have it right here in Texas. It's pretty pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Were you thinking about going to Berkeley School of Music in Boston?
1: Yeah, I didn't want to go that far.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to
1: stay a little closer to home. Plus my, my mother was, was, uh, pretty sick and I didn't, I didn't think it would be a good idea to go too far. Yeah. And They had just opened up this commercial music program when I got in it in, uh, uh, 82, okay. 83.
0: Is it so, still yeah. going now? Do you know?
1: It is. It is still going. Uh, they, they've added, oh gosh, they've added artist management as a course to the, to the program. Uh-huh. So yeah. Still wow. Strong.
0: Yeah. And Texas, um, which which university in Texas has that the very famous music program?
1: Oh, North Texas. Yeah,
0: North Texas.
1: Yeah. Did any
0: any thoughts of going there when you were younger?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I would have. Yeah, we actually had a a couple of instructors who had graduated from there in the music program. Okay. So we had a a connection to uh, North Texas, that's for sure. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time in uh, in Denton. Which uh-huh. is where the school is. Okay. After I graduated, too. Yeah. <laughs> Hang out with the one o'clock band. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool.
0: You mentioned the the guitar your dad bought you. What do you know? What kind of guitar that was? And and what was your first? And I'm with quotes. Real guitar.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't have any idea. I think it was just something he found in off-brand. Okay. And I don't. Have, yeah, my brother has that guitar somewhere. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, my first real guitar was probably an uh, an uh Alvarez. Okay. Yeah, I got an Alvarez, a red Alvarez. And I think that is the same guitar that's on the cover of Full Circle, that CD. Okay. That's the Alvarez that I had.
0: <laughs>
1: Acoustic anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah. And did you play electric guitar as well?
1: I got into electric later on. And, um uh, I picked up a Telly Squire. Okay. And I lived in New York and I played on that. Yep. I had the, uh, pickups, uh, changed around a little bit. So yeah, it, that, that, that little guy played pretty good actually.
0: Uh huh. And, uh, and we should go back. So when you, when you were in the Navy and you, and you finally got out, how, how long did you spend in the Navy? Four years. Four years. And when you yeah, finally got seconds. out?
1: 4 years active 4 years reserve.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. What were you thinking about, you know, following music as your path or or what were you thinking when you got out?
1: You know, when I got out, I did follow. I stayed in music. I played um venues around town in Charleston cuz I was living there at okay. the time.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, before moving to New York. And uh I got signed with Atlantic Records up there.
0: Okay. And what brought you to New York?
1: Well, it was closer to where uh, i I wanted to I've always wanted to live in New York, okay, so I actually lived in New Jersey and I've just crossed the the Hudson going back and forth yeah um, because who could who could live who can live in New York? <laughs> um yeah I, I i loved living up there it's, it's a different it's a different rhythm that's for sure uh-huh. uh, especially being a, a small town. Country girl, sure. Uh, it's a totally different rhythm. It's even a different rhythm from Jersey, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I learned how to hone my craft on songwriting. That's pretty much what I did with my time up there. Okay, I wrote as much as possible, and, and I w- performed uh-huh. in the village quite a bit too. Oh, did you really? Oh yeah.
0: Was it Was it hard getting gigs in in New York?
1: You know, it not. Not really, uh, you know what I used. I used the Atlantic stamp. I had them behind me. I used you know that's how I would get into some of these places okay,
0: so you were yeah. you, well how how soon after you moved to New York did you get signed by Atlantic?
1: um I was signed before I got there actually. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I, I I met Craig Kalman. I think Craig is still still there. He's one of the VPs there. Uh-huh. And Craig had his own he had his own label, and he was moving into a VP uh, chair in, in Atlantic, and he took all of his artists with him. Okay, so I signed him, and then basically got in right on to Atlantic Records. That's great. Yes, yeah, so that, yeah. That's that was a kind of a sly way to get in there, but that was the sure way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a great. sure way
1: to to some of these venues. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's great, fantastic. And were you touring at all after you got signed by Atlantic, or or were you just sticking around?
1: Just sticking around, writing songs. I used the time. I had a great lawyer, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and I was advised because it was really a development deal,
0: uh-huh.
1: and uh, I was advised to just use the time to really hone my skills on. Writing songs, uh, and playing, playing live. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. And I got to know a lot of great songwriters, songwriters, uh, and producers. You know, I met Barry Eastman, who was, uh, working with Anita Baker. Uh-huh. Uh, all of, Anita's, all of her writers, I like, got a chance to hang with these people that wrote for wow. incredible. Uh, artists, you know um, Whitney Houston. A lot of the writers that wrote for Whitney,
0: uh-huh.
1: and so I, that's what I used it for.
0: Uh-huh. Did and they I hook? Really- you, did the label hook you up with those writers, or or did you just? Yeah, a lot
1: of a lot of the time it was about a phone call from Craig. Yeah, okay, that's how that would work. Yeah, that's
0: great. That's fantastic. Uh, and and when you were in New York, what kind of guitar were you playing?
1: Let <laughs> me think. Because I went through a few. Oh, no, that was the ovation. That was the ovation phase.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because
1: I remember holding a couple of uh, elevators open with that with that sucker, and it worked. <laughs> you, know,
0: <they>
1: <laughs> you know, they make those things. They're made out of the same material as, and I know this because I've worked around them, uh, as a helicopter b- uh, blades. It's oh, the really? same thing. Wow. Blades are made of them in the helicopters huh. and that was the first thing I noticed about it I thought it was interesting and you know it never went out of tune I could drag it around and I could hit you know I could hit somebody take somebody out if I needed to with it so
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know it worked
0: <laughs> but uh, definitely not developed for, for our for human bodies though that's the only thing though, the, um, <laughs> the round back <laughs>
1: definitely not and so yeah I don't even know where that one went but, uh, yeah, that was my New York phase. That was the walk around New York, and, you know, that, that was the guitar I used for that.
0: And how did you end up going back to Austin, or going to Austin? From yeah,
1: well, I moved, I moved back to Texas because my mother was very, very ill, okay. and so I moved back to t- help take care of her. Uh-huh. And I actually didn't play for about a, a year, just taking care of my mom. uh uh-huh. And, uh, um, and she advised me to get out and play, play more uh-huh. and sing more. And so I did. I actually went back to being the gospel singer. Uh, I was a piano player in my church and then I played in, uh, coffee clubs around town in Bryan College Station. Okay. That's how I got back into playing. Uh-huh. And I, by that time I had Experience working at TV stations because that's what I did after I got out of the military, Uh and so I moved back uh, to Bryan College Station, and I worked at a TV. uh, I was a production worker, uh, camera operator. Okay. When I yeah, when when I wasn't playing or taking care of my mother, Uh it kept me busy.
0: Sure. (laughs) It kept
1: me very very humble.
0: And what kind of t v shows were you work like the news and stuff like that,
1: yeah, the news, yeah, my day started at four thirty in the morning, oh,
0: Thursday so you're doing morning. the morning shows,
1: yeah, did, did you and oh, did you no one else wanted to,
0: yeah, exactly, but I'll bet you got to see a lot of performers come through the station,
1: oh, that was fun, that was the most fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. chance to mic up performers and all of that, yeah. <laughs>
0: And so uh, when did your career start to flourish again?
1: You know, it started around that period when I moved back to Texas. Uh, I I got into a band as a singer, guitar player, keyboard player. And I remember one night driving up to the venue we were playing and the line was wrapped around the building. And I'm thinking, okay, well, Somebody good's playing here tonight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it was
1: for us. Oh, wow. It was for us. And this is just it's one of those things where you just, you know, you realize you just, I'm just working and I play on weekends. And then I hadn't realized that word was getting out and our crowds were getting bigger. I hadn't really registered the, that whole thing yet until yeah. that particular night, you know, it clicked. Okay. We're getting pretty popular now which is great you
0: know it's yeah, a great feeling <laughs> i'll bet yeah. i'll bet did that band turn into to what you're doing now or 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 did you quit the band and then just go out on your own again
1: you know uh, that band this you know no we all went our separate ways after a while because uh, everybody had real jobs sure you
0: know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then uh I did take the music that I was doing. You know, I was writing, still writing sure. at that time, and that basically took the music that came out of working with that band and even before that, and I did my first album. That was full circle. Okay. Out and then decided to. I needed to take a step and move to a musical, a music town, Austin. Okay. Because I actually avoided Austin when I moved back, because Austin to me. And I didn't know this at the time. I had never lived in Austin. Uh-huh. I lived around in other other towns, but I had just come back from New York City. And to me, I didn't want to put myself back into all of this competition sure. that I knew Austin. I thought Austin would be about, uh-huh. but I found out when I did move here that it's very much a nurturing community and the music creative world here it's not about competition it was so much about uh, a lot of the artists here not only connect cooperate but they protect you and that was something totally different I had never seen before Uh and this (laughs) town just took me in took me in its arms Uh in so many ways yeah
0: that's great that's fantastic. Um, is, and is Austin, do you think it's still the same, or is it has it changed quite a bit, like Nashville's changed quite a bit?
1: It's changed. It's definitely changed. I hear that every day. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily play Austin uh-huh. as much, because uh, my work takes me outside of Austin sure. now. Yeah. And so the work that I do in Austin is for benefits, uh, organizations that I maybe my reputation can help. That's really what I play, Austin. I save that for that. Yeah, my way of giving back. Uh huh. And you know, once in a while, I'll go, you know, sit in and have some fun with some folks here. Yes, you know
0: exactly. And and I should ask you, how did how did your meeting with uh, Bonnie Raitt and performance with her? How did that happen?
1: That's my girl. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Um. How did that happen? Ah. Well, I know so many people who, who know her and maybe that's how it kind of developed. Uh, gosh, you know, it's funny. I've never really thought about that. I feel I've known her forever, but, um, <laughs> uh, I think she, you know, she, she would come to town quite a bit because Stephen lived here, Stephen Bruton, uh-huh. who was in her band forever. Yeah. And I think it may have been. It may have been Steven. Okay. Yeah, it was Stephen because we did a uh, oh my God. I hadn't even thought about this in years. Thank you.
0: <laughs> You're welcome.
1: Uh yeah, there was a, a special Road to Austin and, and in fact it is a DVD, you can find it. It's called Road to Austin. It was this huge concert that Stephen put together and it was during his cancer treatment. Okay. He couldn't he couldn't even speak throughout the entire concert wow but he got so many of us together and that's where I got a chance to meet hang with and just really fellowship with Bonnie backstage and yeah I guess it was there she asked me to come up and, and sing angel from Montgomery with her
0: yeah exactly
1: it just, just kind of went from there
0: <laughs> and have you collaborated with her since then?
1: Oh, yeah, whenever she's in town, you know, that's when we get a chance to meet up and okay. hang for a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. she was at the Moody Theater here um, early in the year, I think it was. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, we got a chance to hang backstage.
0: <laughs> that's great. Any other people that you've collaborated with?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I'm sure there are people that, you know, I'm just... uh Spacing on right now. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: You've been nominated for Grammy three times?
1: Four. Four times. Sorry. Nominated for one during the pandemic, The Big Band. Uh huh. Yeah, The Big Band album. That was a surprise. I had no idea that that was going to happen. None at all. Didn't expect it at all. Honestly, I don't recall even knowing that I was. Even being considered, so that was a nice surprise. Really. Yeah, that's a
0: great surprise. <laughs> and yeah. and being Grammy nominated, does it does it uh, does it increase your marketability and in, in you know out, outside of the area that you're in, of course.
1: I like to hope it does. I know each time it's happened, uh, I definitely find myself in different venues, a little bit bigger venues. Uh, but it's hard to tell what right now with the you know post pandemic everything's sure. really, really different out here right uh, now
0: yes of course it's different everywhere let me ask you this are you self managed or or do you have do you have a manager an agent the whole the whole works
1: yeah red light management is my management okay and uh, yeah i went to them because uh one of another one of my favorites uh singer songwriter is brandy carlile oh was, of course
0: uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah so <laughs>
0: Um, do you have yeah. pe- Do you have people uh, knocking at your door, so to speak? Venues that, that want you to come play for them.
1: I'm waiting for the knock. I'm still listening. <laughs> to the knock. I get a few knocks here and there. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it. Yeah, it would be nice to be able to uh, to get out a little bit more. Yeah. Actually, I get out as much as I'd like to right now because I have a I have an eleven year old. Okay. And when you have a you have a kid that age it's to me especially a girl i I want to be close oh yeah, of course, to her yeah so i I travel as much as i would like to right now mm-hmm. but i I do intend to get out with this particular album good a little bit more next year, yeah. yeah,
0: I know you're coming to i I'm in the San Francisco Bay area, I know you're coming out here in december I, th- I believe it's december. oh yeah yeah
1: yeah, I'll be out there, yeah. At the uh, Freight and Savage,
0: right? Yep, exactly. Freight and Savage and then the Sophia in Sacramento. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, we
1: added
0: the Sophia. I'm looking forward to that weekend. <laughs> Guitars. So I've seen you play the, you, in your promo photos. You have this gold Gretsch. I believe it's a Gretsch.
1: It looks like a Gretsch. It's a Godin. Oh, is it
0: Godin. really? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's the Fifth Avenue one. Uh-huh. Um, I- that was a gift from the company I was up in uh, Quebec uh-huh. at a guitar festival and these fine folks gifted me this guitar after the festival That's now, I've had her um, I had her souped up a little bit I, I, t- I uh, changed the pickups it's got a couple of throwback pickups on it now uh-huh. and I added a a volume I added a volume button for both uh, both pickups because okay. it only had a volume for one uh huh so she's she's souped up pretty good
0: <laughs> Who and who do you do the work yourself or do you have somebody do it for you
1: oh heck no I wouldn't know what to do I have a great great guitar guy here okay uh, a lot of folks use Ed Ed Reynolds he's uh-huh. just the best okay
0: yeah <laughs> good to know and uh and then I've I've seen you with I think it's uh J200 with a cutaway a Gibson J200 with a cutaway yeah Yep. Yeah. And then the resonator guitar. What's what's that guitar?
1: Oh, that's a, a Regal. Okay. Yeah, she's heavy. Wow. <laughs> I
0: can't.
1: I can't travel with her. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out to. Um, gosh, getting. I'm getting back out to uh, San Francisco area. I want to hit that guitar place. Uh, what is it called? Fat. Fat. Oh uh, gosh, I. Can't even
0: know. Oh, hold on. There's real guitars in San Francisco, and there is, hmm, I don't know which one you're talking about, but uh, there's Tall Toad and Petaluma.
1: Fat Dogs? I think it's Fat Dogs. Fat Dogs are...
0: I don't know. No. This is is very perplexing for me, because I live here. (laughs)
1: Subway. Subway guitars? Oh, Subway
0: guitars. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I want to get out there. Yeah. So I got a chance to hang out with some folks that told me that's where I need to go.
0: Oh, there's the San Francisco's got a bunch of great guitar shops for sure. There's also an Ibanez um, arch top that you've been using. Am I right there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wow. This, I, I'm a guitar player. This is These are important to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what have you been using for amps?
1: Uh, I've got a Blues Junior. I'll uh, pull that out once in a while. And the Fender Deluxe right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I usually ask for Fender Deluxe when I'm on, on the road. I don't travel with with amps.
0: Uh, okay, so you get you have them backline you amps. Yeah, and yeah, and you carry your guitar on the plane. I carry the guitar. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm assuming you're flying to. to the... I am
1: flying. Yeah, I don't really take guitars on on the plane anymore. Uh huh. Um, just because it's it just it's turned it into more of a hassle. Yeah. Than anything. Um, I got that from Robin Ford and I really, you know, we talked about that. He doesn't do it either. Just get a really good case. Spend your money on a really good case. And that says it all. And I figured if he can carry a $50,000 guitar around in a really good case and be okay about it, I'm okay with bringing my little guitar. (laughs)
0: Uh, Before I ask you how you met Robin Ford, what's the case?
1: It's the Calton case. Okay.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm
1: yeah. here in Austin. Yeah. yeah so I'll, I'll just go, you know, they last forever.
0: Yes, they do. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. So I don't worry about my guitar when, uh, when I have one of those.
0: Oh, yeah. So how did you meet Robin Ford?
1: Robin and I did a tour together, uh, along with, uh, Yarma Kalkinen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Columbia artists, uh, tour the bus tour, okay. uh, years ago. But yeah, I met him before that because he's on the, uh, truth album.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: Yeah. So we've, we've met off and on through the years, but we got a chance to really hang and, uh, on this tour. Yeah. He, this bus tour we did together. Uh-huh. And you know, he gave me a little bit, gave me a lot of confidence as a guitar player. Sure. And it got me, uh, you know, got me playing. A lot more electric guitar than I was at the time. Uh-huh. At the time, I was only playing acoustic and the resonator that you mentioned. Yeah, But it was Yarma and Robin that got me into really getting into my electric guitar playing and playing okay. more.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, I'm going to have to let you go. What do you do for fun? Like outside of music, <laughs> what are you doing?
1: What do I do for fun? Uh, I Netflix, uh-huh. uh, yard work. And I do love cooking. I'm looking forward to cooking tonight.
0: Okay, good. (laughs) That's fantastic.
1: Can't you tell? I love my cooking.
0: (laughs) Well, it's been an honor to speak with you. I I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, dear.
0: So uh, hopefully I'll get to see you when you come out here to to San Francisco or Sacramento. And and I hope you have a great evening, great afternoon. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank
1: you. I look forward
0: to it. Yeah. Thank you very much.
1: All right. Bye. Thank Bye-bye.
0: You. Bye-bye.